Thanks for tuning into the Glitter Cast. We are, well, we're not officially in Scorpio season, but we will be tonight. And so I am going to be doing my Scorpio season astrology and taroscopes. But before I get into that, I wanted to ask any of you who have not done so yet to please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. This just helps me basically reach more people. It levels up basically like it just helps people. I don't know. I don't know how technology works, but it helps people find my podcast. And it also makes them feel more inclined to listen to it because they see that you guys are all fans and everyone cares what you think. And so that will be good for everyone. As you can tell, I'm very articulate today. Now I'm a little out of it. Yesterday I had microneedling done to my face, which is like, it feels like a spider with hot fangs is biting you in the face repeatedly. And I can't really take anything for my discomfort because you want your face to become inflamed afterwards. And so I can't take any like anti-inflammatories. So I just feel like I have a slight headache. And I feel like because of that, it's making me a little bit low energy. But also I think it's, I think it's Mars and Pluto are squaring off today. And Mars is the action planet and Pluto is a very powerful planet. And right now it's placed in Capricorn, which is restrictive. So if any of you guys are feeling like under the weather or like you're not at your top energy level or that you're unmotivated, it could be that square, which is exact today, but it should be clearing up in the next couple of days. And the energy will start to dissipate as the aspect separates. But I want to talk about what happens tonight. Um, And what happens tonight is the sun enters Scorpio and Scorpio season is a lot of things. It can make people feel more emotionally intense. It basically, um, you know, it's a very deep, deep sign. And because it goes to emotional depths, people who are really good at doing shadow work or checking in with themselves or sorting through their their own emotions are going to be pretty okay. But stuff from the past can dust up. But for those who have a harder time confronting their pain or their deep emotion, and this isn't necessarily like, oh, you can't confront your own pain. It's just like other, like people have different levels of trauma. And if your trauma is really severe, it can just be hard to, uh, to face right away. And people have to do that in their own time. So I just didn't want to sound disparaging. Like I'm saying, oh, people can't like handle their emotions. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if you are not in a place where you can do that right now, this can be kind of a heavy time. Um, and so you just kind of want to watch out with like how intense your emotions are getting. If you are noticing that you are having mood swings come on suddenly, especially because, you know, Scorpio is the ruler of Mars, which is, or Mars is the ruler of Scorpio, I should say. And Mars does happen to be a very primal, very easy to anger, um, planet. And so it can bring out aggressions. One of the things about Scorpios and the shadow aspect of Scorpios is they can be really possessive and really jealous. And so especially if you're starting, you know, if you started dating someone in Libra season, for instance, everyone's on their best behavior under Libra. The true colors come out under Scorpio. So if you started a relationship during Libra season and your partner starts to get more intense or harder to handle or more needy or possessive during Scorpio season, you should pay attention to those red flags. The really great thing about Scorpio season is Scorpio rules death as well as sex. 
So great for your sex life. Um, but also it's a really good time to kind of shed and let go of things that you don't want to be holding on to anymore, whether it be a behavioral pattern, trauma, you know, emotional stuff that you just aren't like, you know, done with. And you're like, whatever, I'm, I'm washing my hands of this. Scorpio season is going to be your friend when it comes to that. Um, now we will have, I just want to pull up today's chart. I have like the um, full moon chart in front of me. And I also want to give a disclaimer that my neighbor's dog, uh, Vinny, is over right now playing with voodoo. And they're in the other room, but the door's open. So they might run in and make weird dogs, dog noises. And you might hear dog noises in the background as I go through this. Um, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Vinny, Vinny's here. His, he's named Vincent Price. And I kind of love that I can say... Vincent Price is over and he's playing with voodoo too loudly and it's like like Vincent Price is here playing vo playing with voodoo and it's like a real sentence anyway let me pull up the chart for today okay so I just wanted to pull I know it's this evening we're in our last degree of Libra as I record this and so we have we have the sun moving into Scorpio roughly around I would say roughly around like 10 o'clock and that's Pacific standard time. So if you're in the Eastern standard time, it'll be like very early on the 23rd. Um, what's interesting about how this energy is going to evolve is that Mars, which I was talking about a little bit, that it's like the action planet. It's a primal planet. It is very typically fiery. Mars is the ruler of Aries and of Scorpio. To give an example, we know how aggressive Aries energy can be. And so when we're looking at Mars entering Scorpio on the 30th, it's interesting placement because it's, you know, Mars is housed in one of the signs that it rules. So it's very comfortable there. Um, and so we will be finding motivation to sort of change and transform and take on the changes that we want to see within ourselves. But I love how Mars energy changes when we're looking at its placement in Aries versus when we're looking at its placement in Scorpio. And Aries is a fire sign, which makes it masculine. And I just mean this in the sense of masculine energy. I don't, I don't want to attach a gender to anyone. I'm just kind of using it as an archetype. And so when we're looking at Mars and Aries, Mars is in a masculine archetype or in a masculine type of energy. And when we see it in Scorpio, Scorpio is a water sign. And so it's a feminine sign. And this is because the fire signs and the air signs are masculine and the water signs and the earth signs are feminine. Um, and so that's, you know, part of how the astrology wheel is structured. And the re one of the ways that that's sort of calculated is we have basically it goes masculine, feminine, masculine, feminine, masculine, feminine throughout the whole, throughout the whole natural wheel. So Aries is a masculine sign, Taurus is a feminine sign. Gemini is a masculine sign. Cancer is a feminine sign. Just to sort of like give you one more way that you can sort of remember where all the signs are and how they're masculine and feminine and whatnot. But when we're looking at, you know, this primal energy, it's like a, like a primal female energy. So I think that Mars in Scorpio is just kind of an interesting, an interesting thing to look at. And I, and you know, and I don't, I've never, I don't know, I never really think of the signs as especially masculine or feminine, but I, although I would say that, I would say that Taurus and Libra are pretty feminine and it's because um, of the Venus aspect, they're Venus ruled and Venus is such a divine feminine energy and Mars is sort of like the counter to that because especially when we're looking at, you know, 
um, when we're comparing charts or something like that, like we would look at, you know, where someone's Mars placement is at or where someone's Venus placement is at to kind of scratch the surface of compatibility between two people. Anyway, there's my little spiel about Mars entering Scorpio. Again, that's on the 30th. So if there are like things that you want to, you know, transform about yourself, start hyping yourself up now. If you get a head start, that's great. Um, but if not, just, you know, put up like, okay, when Mars enters Scorpio on the 30th, like that's the date I'm changing whatever it is. Um, we're taking steps towards this transformation. Okay, so on the 4th, we have... We have the new moon. Sorry, I'm just pulling that chart up on my computer right now. So on the 4th, we have the new moon. Obviously, it's going to be a new moon in Scorpio. And so this is a really good time to set intentions around what it is that you want to change. Now, what's interesting is that this is at 12 degrees in Scorpio. So if you wanted to look at your own chart, go five degrees in either direction. So basically, you would want to see if you have any planets 17 to 7, in between 7 and 17 degrees, any planets that lie in that sort of like placement will be touched by this new moon. And so that can give you more information on how you'll be affected. So what's interesting about this new moon is that it's in opposition to Uranus. And opposition is typically like a pretty tense aspect. It's sort of like things like hurdles that you have to overcome um, and so when we're looking at a new moon, you know, in an opposition to Uranus, it's just there could be unexpected things that happen that make your manifestation come through um, in ways that you weren't expecting. But it could also it could also be that you're tested in ways that you weren't thinking you were going to be tested or it's, you know, the the road to get from A to B has like a route you didn't think you would end up going on. So just one of those things that you want to kind of pay attention and look out for. We will have on that day, it's not an exact sextile, but there's a, it's pretty close. It's within one degree. So we have Mercury connecting with Venus in a way that's really nice. It should help you freely communicate about what's going on in your heart. If you're in a relationship, this is a really good time to, um, I would, you know, I, you could connect on a deeper level because Scorpio is all about getting deeper with people and getting deeper in the things that you're working with at the moment. But it's also, you know, not going to put a ton of pressure. It's going to come easily. It's going to flow easily. Um, since Venus is in Sagittarius at the time of the new moon, it will also be really easy to connect on a, like almost like a spiritual or soulmate level without even having to have a spiritual or soulmatey type discussions. It can just be that like the chemistry is there and it comes through really easily. Also great for flirting, also great for, you know, practicing self-care, loving yourself. Um, because we do have 29 degrees. Um, it's the last degree. It's just about to step out of Sagittarius when we're looking at Venus. And so in fact, the next day it changes signs, which I'll, I'm about to talk about. It really is like we're going to see almost like an explosion of heart emotion. Um, and when I say heart emotion, it's just sort of like you feel it in your chest. Like I think that we feel emotions in different places. You know, I feel them in my throat when I'm not speaking up, I feel it in my stomach. If they're, you know, if I'm nervous about something or if I'm really worried about something, but when it's in the heart, to me, it's usually affiliated with love. So love emotion. Okay. And then there's a soft connection between Saturn and Chiron, 
which to me is just sort of like, hey, you need to remember that it's important to be organized and apply structure to your goals. And if it's, you know, you're wanting a new job, then this is the time that you dust up your resume and you start applying to the jobs that you're interested in, or even just like looking online on what type of jobs you're qualified for, you know, even if you're wanting a career shift. So that's when, whenever I see a helpful connection to Saturn, it's really about like, what logistical work can you be doing? Um, or even like physical work. Um, but what can you actually be doing to sort of lay down the foundation of what these goals look like? Okay. Um, just because Saturn is such a responsible sign. Okay. So I want to talk about, so the new moon is on November 4th, the next day on the 5th, Venus, again, the planet of love and money moves into Capricorn. And later that day, Mercury is going to move into Scorpio like that evening, late afternoon. Um, so I want to start with Venus because that's happening first. Um, with Venus moving into Capricorn, it can, it can bring an interesting dynamic to relationships because, uh, Saturn or because Capricorn does kind of like to be an authority figure. And so it might be a situation where like roles within your relationship are uh, become more defined. And it doesn't mean that there's one dominant partner necessarily, but it's like partners are dominant in specific aspects of the relationship. Like maybe one partner is dominant within money and finances, but the other partner is dominant within like keeping things, you know, keeping things structured socially or, um, you know, making sure that connection is happening on a romantic level, whatever that looks like. This is where it's sort of like you assume your strengths and you assume your role, your roles, um, whatever that exists, you know, however that exists within your relationship. So I don't want to like bring, I don't want to be like, I feel like I'm like hypersensitive about when I tell people to like assume their role within their relationship, just because like as a woman, the like traditionally it's like your role is to like do the dishes and have the babies and blah, 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 which is like, so not my role. Although I do, I do do the dishes, but we take turns. It's not just me doing them. So I, I do an appropriate amount of dishes without, you know, it being a role. Anyway, this is, this is the weird tangent section of the tarot, of the Terascope astrology episode. Okay. Um, when we see Venus and Capricorn as well, Capricorn is pretty stoic. And so it may be hard to get a read on your partner or someone you're in a crush with. It could be that, you know, Scorpio, you know, Scorpio season really is bringing out the intensity in people's emotions, especially, you know, when we have the moon in Scorpio, um, but which, it, which it will be um, throughout the fifth, but not throughout the entire, not throughout the entire day on the fifth and not throughout the entire time that Venus is in Capricorn, certainly, but with the sun in Scorpio, we're wanting to take things to a deeper level, but then also like Venus in Capricorn is kind of where we practice, practice discernment and we set healthy boundaries. So it can be really helpful when it comes to slowing down relationships that you feel like have gotten too intense or maybe moving too quickly, um, which definitely can be the case with Mars in Scorpio because Mars isn't very patient. And with Mars in Scorpio, it could be a situation where you're like, yeah, I feel good about the situation. I feel good about this, you know, person. So I'm going to go all in. Um, and then Venus and Capricorn's kind of like, Hey, let's slow it down. Let's make sure that we are, you know, using boundaries that we're not giving ourselves to our partners completely, that we are prioritizing work and money in a lot of ways, because when we're looking at Venus and Capricorn, um, Venus doesn't just rule love. It also rules money and Capricorn 
is the ruler of professional path and career, most certainly. So this is a really good time to sort of like, you know, maybe start making more money, get a raise, ask for a raise. So it really will kind of bring a little bit of a shift when it comes to your your Venus focus, your love or your money focus towards money. Um, and it can also be a situation where you haven't been setting enough time apart for your career goals and the Venus and Capricorn kind of asks you to be there. And um, Venus stays in a particular sign about three weeks. Um, actually, it's going to be a little bit longer because I forgot we have... Um, We have a retrograde coming up, not during Scorpio season, but the planet will be slowing down. So we're going to have Capricorn and Venus for a while. And I'll talk about that a little bit more once I get to Sagittarius astrology and terascopes and we get closer to the retrograde, but we're not there yet. Um, let's see here. Okay. And I want to talk about Mercury going into Scorpio. So Mercury going into Scorpio, again, that's going to be happening a little bit later in the afternoon. And Mercury is the planet of communication. So it can also be a situation where like conversations get way more real. Um, And if someone wants to connect with you on a super deep level, it's basically like you just have to make a decision about whether or not you want to go there with that person because you may naturally feel like closing up with Venus and Capricorn. And so this is kind of a situation where It's nice that your mind or Mercury's placement in Scorpio can give you an opportunity to sort of make decisions around, okay, if I want to connect more intensely with this person, I can go there. But if I don't, why don't I want to go there? And then it's sort of like you kind of unravel the relationship and it it goes away. If you break up during Scorpio season, it's because you're supposed to break up, just FYI. So don't feel bad about it if you go through a breakup. If you have any friends who go through a breakup during Scorpio season, Scorpio season gets rid of all the bullshit that doesn't need to be in your life. So congratulate, (laughs) congratulate anyone who goes through a breakup during Scorpio season because they're shedding some serious dead weight that they don't need to be having anymore. With Venus and Scorpio, I will say that like this can bring out obsessive qualities within people. So like definitely don't lurk your ex. Uh, Don't lurk people that you had a falling out with. It's like who fucking cares? Just get over it and move on anyway. Um, Don't try to dredge up the past just because you feel like dredging up the past. If there's like an actual therapeutic reason to dredge up the past, do it. But don't dredge up the past just because you want to like elicit a response from someone because Mercury in Scorpio will go there. So it's not afraid to pull triggers and you kind of like it almost might feel impulsive or instinctual to pull triggers right now, especially with Mars and Scorpio, which will make people trigger more easily as well if you hit a nerve. So like even though Scorpio has this sort of like mysterious brooding energy about it, um, Scorpio is one of the most sensitive signs. The whole like mysterious dark energy is almost like a cloak to sort of like avoid being hurt. And the reason why Scorpios hold people at arm's length is because they don't want to give someone emotional leverage basically to use against them. Um, and they also super value their privacy. And so when we're looking at Mercury and Mars and Scorpio, it's going to be really easy to trigger people because nerves will be raw. People will be sensitive. People will be more protective. And so if you, you know, if you also notice that people are feeling more closed off, it could be just because Scorpio energy does like to not always hide, but it likes to protect itself. It, it appreciates a poker face Here I am with my Scorpio sun and my Capricorn rising. 
And it's like, hey, look, it's not you. It's just the it's just the poker face. It's just the sort of like, I'll let you in if I want to let you in type of thing. Although I feel like I have let you guys in to like so much of my life, especially if you listen to my old podcast, Witch Doctorate. When I was like going through, when I was like, my life was such a shit show. The first season, like the first season or two of Witch Doctorate, I was like, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. All right, let's talk about astrology. Like that's basically all the first season of Witch Doctorate. Anyway, um, Mercury and Scorpio, I'm also going to say that for you mediums out there, you're probably going to feel like you're connecting more with people that have passed on. And also with just the sun going into Scorpio, because Scorpio rules death, this is sort of like where the veil is thinning starts. Samhain, yes, is where that comes to like, it's, um, that's where it sort of like comes to its fruition, I would say. Maybe I'll pull the chart for Samhain, the 31st. That's just what the witches call Halloween for those of you that don't know. Samhain, which is spelled like Samhain, but it's called Samhain. Um, the veil starts getting thinner when the sun starts going into Scorpio. And when we see Mercury going to Scorpio, that intensifies because Mercury is communication. So pay attention to what's going on with your psychic senses. And also if you're empathic, when we got, you know, when we have the sun, Mars and Mercury all in Scorpio, your empathic stuff is going to open up. So anytime we've got water sign stuff going on, psychic abilities are activated. So that's going to be Pisces, Cancer, and Scorpio. Those are all the, the the more psychic signs. And every sign is psychic in their own way. But when we're talking about clairvoyant, emotionally psychic, mediumship, all that sort of stuff, that's going to kind of fall into these realms. But even if you're, you know, clairaudient, whatever that looks like for you, it's going to be heightened. Uh, seances should go really well during this time when we have Mercury and Scorpio, but also past, you know, people who have passed on may visit you in the dream realm. So pay attention to that. All right. November 8th through 14th. This is just sort of like a transit that I thought was worth notating. You're going to want to watch out that you're not people pleasing too much. And that's November 8th through 14th again. And the reason is Mercury and Mars will conjunct. And so they're going to be right on top of each other. Basically, they're going to be holding hands, but it's going to be while forming a harsh aspect to Saturn, which is boundaries and then Chiron, which is sort of like how we wound ourselves to help others. And so what this looks like is it can just make it difficult to, to set boundaries or to put your own needs first, especially, um, you know, when we're looking at the, you know, the Saturn aspect could be like, oh, I'm having a hard time saying no. So I'm just going to say that like the 8th through the 14th, maybe even give or, day, give or take a day or two, um, the 8th, it won't, the, the aspects won't be exact the 18th through the 14th, but they'll be close enough in aspect to where I'd say you'd want to watch out for the energy. Um, if someone asks you to do something and you don't know if you want to do it or not, just say, uh, let me double check my planner and see what I'm doing that week. And then I'll get back to you. And then if you don't want to do something, just send them a text and say, you can't do it. And you don't have to deal with like telling someone no to their face because Saying no is a difficult thing for empaths because you know you're going to feel the disappointment of whoever you say no to and you don't want to feel the disappointment. You know what? It's okay to disappoint people if you want to put yourself first, you know, as long as it's not like, as long as it's not like making you a raging narcissist, which I'm sure most of you are not. If you're listening to a spiritual podcast, usually you're on the other end of that spectrum. Um, just, you know, don't abandon your needs. Don't put the needs of others before yours. 
especially with that aspect to Chiron, that is a hard one. Um, okay. November 19th. This is, I want to pull the chart up. I already have it. I just had to switch tabs on my computer. So November 19th is going to be the full moon in Taurus, which is also a partial eclipse. So we're going to be in eclipse season. And when we're looking at that, it's sort of like things feel more rushed. Things feel more intense. Things are really unstable. You don't really know how things are going to go. The one thing that eclipse energy is really known for is it's just like kind of hard to predict. The most predictable thing about an eclipse is it's going to be unpredictable. And this one will be really unpredictable because we do have um, we do have some stuff going on with Uranus. I'm just going to take a sip of my tea because I feel like <clears throat> my voice is giving a little bit. So on the day of the full moon eclipse, which is in Taurus, we do have some stuff going on with Uranus, which is the planet that likes to shake things up even more. So there's a lot going on. And just to unpack this from the beginning or from the start, which is where the moon and the sun are placed, this is going to be at 27 degrees. So again, you're going to want to look at about a five degree range in either direction. So that's going to be like 12 or let's see. No, 20, 22 degrees up until like, I'm going to say 29 degrees because I don't like it when we get past that 29 degree mark and we start opening it up into the other sign. Um, and I will say that what makes it an eclipse is that the moon is going to be conjunct or within five degrees of the north node. Um, so when we're looking at... When we're looking at whether it's an eclipse or not, you'll see either the, either the sun or the moon is going to be next to one of the nodes, um, which is basically the north and south pole of the moon. And so this north node is in Gemini. And so the thing is, like, try not to over explain, try not to over speak. Definitely don't gossip on this full moon. Um, if you feel like other people are gossiping about you, I, I mean, when that happens, I don't like whenever people say crazy shit and gossip about me. I just always stay quiet because I feel like giving a public response to anything like that is just going to make you look crazy. Um, so it's better to just let who's ever gossiping about you. If someone is gossiping about you during this time to just look like an asshole and gossip and whatever. Um, cause that's usually what happens. Uh, you can, of course, if there are like close friends and it's not like, it's not like a public situation, then you can sort of like clear your name. But I would wait until after the full moon, just until that eclipse energy has dissipated a little bit, though it will be lingering kind of until like, well, for a while we're going to, for a while we're going to be dealing with eclipse energy because we're going to have a solar eclipse coming after that. Okay. Um, let's see here. I want to talk about the Uranus energy that's going on. And Uranus, again, is the wild card and it's forming an opposition. So a difficult aspect to Mars, they're within a degree to each other in opposition. So basically what this means is you do not want to be impulsive. Impulsive decisions will bite you in the ass right now. So just hang back. Don't make any hasty decisions because things will not turn out the way that you think they will. What's nice is we do have a helpful connection, a positive connection between Uranus and Venus. So we are looking for pleasant surprises within love. You may hear that you're in love with someone. You may suddenly feel like you're in love with someone. But this is also a great this is also a great aspect for making money. But it's not necessarily in a way that you can control. There's a very 
small amount of control when we're looking at Uranus energy. And when we're looking at Uranus energy in alignment with an eclipse, there's sure as shit not going to be any control. The lesson of the full moon uh, is to just not try to control anything. <laughs> um, we also have a positive aspect happening between Venus and Mars. And this is uh, this is going to kind of help bring through more love into your relationships. It can sort of bring back that intense bond, especially if you started to feel like your partner was um, drifting away a little bit when uh, Venus very first went into Capricorn. This is where that's going to soften up a little bit. Um, and what's nice again about Venus and Capricorn is that it's going to be easier to take down and put up walls where they're needed. But the first few days of Venus in Capricorn, people will probably put all their walls up while they adjust to the energy. And again, Venus enters Capricorn on the 5th. Now, I'm already skipped two weeks ahead of that now, talking about this full moon. So this full moon eclipse, people should start to soften up a little bit. And you'll probably have some breakthroughs in your relationships if you've had any, any sort of issues around that. There is a small connection to Pluto between both the sun and the moon, which is a positive aspect. So it would, could be a good time to do a little bit of shadow work to suddenly release stuff that you're not needing to hold on to. Um, but because this full moon eclipse is in Taurus, watch your spending. I wouldn't make any big purchases. I would almost treat it like a Mercury retrograde situation when you're not supposed to make like big purchases because I do not like the, I don't like the opposition between Uranus and Mars at all. This is just really bad for making decisions that aren't well thought out. Okay. Um, and then on November 21st, the sun moves into Sagittarius. So that will mark the beginning of Sagittarius season. I wanted to pull the chart though for Halloween, just cause I said I would. So October 31st, that one. Now the moon will be in Virgo on that day. And so when we're looking at sort of just like Samhain being this time when the veil is supposed to be super thin, um, it's going to kind of be like synchronicity. And this is going to be a situation where it's almost like if you're doing a seance or something, I would try to get little gadgets involved, like maybe a spirit box, maybe uh, do some torch work, which is sort of like when I'm doing a seance, one of the things I always do is I will take a lamp and I will untwist the light bulb. I'll turn it on and I'll untwist the light bulb until the light bulb just goes out, like just, just goes out. But it's almost like you can tap it or jiggle the lamp and the light will flicker on and off because that is something that the spirits can use to sort of communicate with if you give them permission to use it as a line of communication. I would watch out for angel numbers, synchronicity, animal speak will act probably be pretty strong on this day. What's nice is we have a positive connection between Mercury and Jupiter on this day as well. So there'll probably be some clear audience stuff that's going on. Um, you may also want to sort of, if you know, if there, if you have like a platform or if you're trying to get your voice out there, this is usually a good time to expand your voice. Anytime Mercury and Jupiter make a positive connection, your voice will travel far. Um, so again, make sure you're, you know, speaking positively. Um, we have a little bit of a harsh aspect between Pluto and Mercury. It's not a, it's not an exact degree, so it's not at its strongest, but it could make it 
hard to connect with the other side if you don't believe you can do it or if you have self-doubts or if you don't take the proper steps to sort of like ease yourself into a seance or a communication. So like take your steps seriously, but don't have any expectations about what you think will happen or what will happen. Um, let me see here. I just want to accelerate the chart a few hours. You might have weird dreams that night because the moon is forming in opposition to Neptune once we get around 12 o'clock. And Neptune energy is real weird and it does it does rule the dream world. So you might have some weird dreams or you might have like more activity at night, but it might not necessarily be like fun activity. So if you have any weird paranormal activity happen on Samhain, um, just remember that you're protected and you're safe and like it's not going to hurt you unless you amp it up with your, unless you amp up whatever energies are around you with fear. Okay. And then, like I said, on November 21st, the sun, the sun 21st, the sun will move into Sagittarius and then we'll have a whole other session about that. Sorry, I was just taking a drink of my tea and I can hear Taylor yelling at me for saying sorry. Okay. So I'm going to start with Aries. Ooh. I just had like a bunch of cards fly out of my deck as I was talking about Aries. What was which was interesting because like initially I felt like I was kind of lofty and and the Aries energy felt really light, which is nice. Um, but it's almost like then I got clumsy. So just if you're an Aries, um, enjoy the light energy that's around you right now, but don't allow it to untether you or take you away from your groundedness. Okay. So we've got some good stuff going on for Aries. Yep, really good stuff. Okay, so we have the six of coins. We have the three of cups and the knight of cups. So, you know, what I'm seeing with this is like, okay, there's a couple things I'm looking at. You know, if you're vaccinated um, or, you know, you're, you're in a space where you're getting more comfortable with going out, this is kind of an opportunity to see more friends, celebrate friends more and starting to almost feel like you're reclaiming your optimism and you're reclaiming a little bit of a social life for yourself. Um, obviously, it's important to continue to remain safe, you know, Delta variant breakouts and stuff. But it's nice because, you know, we can even see in the news that like we are starting to see the Delta variant variant wane a little bit. And so there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. The six of coins is like your money is good. You can spend a little bit on yourself. Obviously, you don't want to be too extravagant. Uh, you're making wise money choices. Um, and it's also a little bit of like domestic bliss and it's sort of like, you know, sharing your wealth in a lot of ways. And so I think this is where it's like with the three of cups is sort of like celebrating with your friends. And so this is kind of like you might have friends over to host or, you know, buy your friends a drink, whatever that looks like. But like, don't go crazy spending all your money on your friends like they have their own jobs, I'm sure. Knight of cups um, is I think that's where that light at the end of the tunnel is coming from. But also this is very much an indication that there could be new love on the way or there could be a resurgence of romance within your existing relationship, or even just sort of like feeling good about yourself if you haven't been feeling that great lately. The crowning card I have is 10 of coins. Uh, so if you have been waiting for some money to come through, it probably will come through. If you've been waiting for like a deal to close or a house to close or something like that, or contract to be signed, I would say that looks pretty good for Scorpio season. Okay, so Taurus. Taurus, I think, is they're going to be spending a little bit more time at home, which is good, um, especially because Scorpio season can make people more empathic and more sensitive. Sometimes the best, you know, cure for that is just staying home and recharging and nurturing yourself. 
So I have the four of wands. Um, this deck has a couple of extra cards in it and the extra card, uh, like basically this deck has um, extra ma major arcana cards. They added to the well and the artist and I have the well here. I have the 10 of coins and I have the five of swords. So I think it's the etherical tarot. I felt like I heard one of you guys asking, oh, what deck is that? I'm pretty sure it's called the etherical tarot. It's really pretty. Okay, so four of wands, this is again, this is where it's sort of like relax, chill out, don't overexert yourself, don't put on, don't put unnecessary tasks on yourself, especially if we're thinking about the holiday season and how busy it's going to get. Like Sagittarius energy is all about celebration and it definitely feels like the beginning of holiday season for me whenever the sun moves into Sagittarius. And so when we're looking at Scorpio season, let this be your time to relax and just charge up for like the insanity that's going to come up. Um in you know at the end of the month the well this is sort of like drawing from inspiration on a really really deep profound level so you'll be connecting with art whether it's your art or other people's art but you're going to be feeling inspired by your deep connections right now and you're going to feel things really deep but it feels like in a beautiful way and in a way that elicits gratitude I'm getting a little bit of um almost like butterflies in the stomach and so if you are sort of taking your relationship to the next level with someone, I feel like you're going to be actually having, feeling the emotions shift within yourself. 10 of coins is really good for money. Again, it's just like what I said with Aries, closing deals, um, maybe buying yourself something that you have been saving up for for a long time or getting a promotion, but this is all positive shifts within your money. And also, you know, it's kind of permission to spend on yourself. Don't do it during the full moon eclipse when like all the Taurus energy is like, let's spend everything. Don't do that. Um, but definitely feel free to treat yourself. Um, the five of swords is your crowning card. So I will say that like, you will want to tap into your organization just a little bit more um, because when we're looking at all this really nice, deep, spiritual, emotional stuff that's going on for you, when you're in that headspace, in that heart space, it can be easy to drop logistical balls, basically. So make sure that you are keeping a daily planner, that you're checking in with it every single day, and that you are really just sort of like maintaining your level of responsibility. The five of swords can also be, you know, that someone ghosts you. That's usually going to be like the five of cups, but it can be in swords um, or that messages or information um, don't actually end up getting exchanged. So make sure that like you're double checking that your emails are getting sent um, or your text messages or things like that. Um, and if you don't hear back from someone about something, don't take it personally, give them a few days and then send them a secondary message just to check in and be like, Hey, I sent you a message, blah, blah, blah. Text me back. Okay. Bye. <laughs> All right. So now we're looking at Gemini. I am so pleased with how many good cards I am pulling through for everyone so far. Gemini, you feel good. Your energy levels feel pretty good. Um, I think that Gemini and Scorpio energy work really well together. So I think that Gemini is pretty, you know, flourish pretty well when we have um, the sun in Scorpio, um, just because Gemini is really good at understanding complexities and Scorpio season can make things feel more complex. And I have the Knight of Swords, the Ten of Cups, the Moon, and the King of Wands. And with the Knight of Swords, this is sort of like 
taking initiation toward ed- educating yourself, but also like using the knowledge that you do have and putting it into practice. So if you've been learning something recently, like the page of swords would almost be like the beginning of learning something, but the knight of swords is like when you start to put what you're learning into play. And so this may be sort of like you are growing upon existing knowledge and you're starting to execute a vaster variety of skill sets. And you may also begin to freshen up or fine tune a skill set that you already have. Um, This is also a really good time to see more leadership roles, especially if it's like in an office setting or professional setting, because it will gain you attention. Um, We have the 10 of cups, emotional fulfillment. Um, If a relationship ends, it's for the best. Uh, But this can also be an indication of like moving in with someone or taking, you know, just feeling really happy and in love with someone or within yourself because it doesn't always have to be with someone when we have cups involved or we have love energy involved. That's, you know, the love energy that you expend on yourself is going to be arguably more important than the love energy it is that you spend on anyone else unless you have kids or something like that. So the moon is the only questionable card that I'd say I have in this spread. And it's just a situation where like, you know, your intuition will be going off during Scorpio season, but Scorpio season can kind of make it easier for some people to hide or make people seem more elusive. So um, again, try not to jump to any conclusions, especially if you think that people are acting sketchy or weird, allow things to come to the surface organically. Try not to like cling on to small details and build a narrative around it. Like if you think something's up, like try not to like, try not to pull out a thread too much like let it sort of unravel organically because you might just trip yourself up if you start to like create a narrative that you don't have the proof exists, you know, like in, like if you're, you know, just in your own head, the crowning card is the King of Wands, which is really good when it comes to sex and passion projects and creativity. Um, there may be a little bit of a hard time finding your motivation, But once you find it and once you sort of just like take the initial steps to get started on a project or start the ball rolling on something, you'll find that it's really much easier to get things going in the direction that you want. Like once you get started, the ball will be rolling and you'll be good. Um, And then also I would just like watch out for like light sensitivity and migraines, I would say, which is usually a side effect of someone who has overworked their third eye. So if that happens, make sure that you're, you know, setting aside time for self-love and self-care and things like that. Okay. Cancer. I'm feeling a little bit of nervousness. I'm feeling some solar plexus stuff going on. Um, so just make sure that you are kind of taking care of yourself, um, and, you know, doing some confidence building work. All right. We have the lovers, the wheel of fortune, the 10 of swords and the empress. So whenever I see the wheel of fortune next to the 10 of swords or, or or a sort of card that creates blocks, it does make me worry, um, that there may be little obstacles that appear in your course right now. Um, and some of it could be logistical, but I do think that things that you think are going to head forward, it's almost like the lovers. It's like, you have this idea or you have this dream and you feel really committed to it and it seems like things are lining up for you, um, but there may be hiccups. So just try not to be discouraged with the hiccups. Um, That 10 of swords, it's just sort of like a test. I don't think it's going to put things to a dead stop, Um, but you have to just make sure that you really are believing in yourself and believing in your project and believing in whatever it is that you're trying to push through. 
Um, or if it's, you know, there's some weird stuff going on for people who are in a relationship because I do have, I pulled a clarifying card for the wheel of fortune and it is the seven of wands. And when I see the seven of wands with the lovers and like the 10 of, I don't know, I just would worry about like arguments coming up in relationships or gaslighting behaviors or even like cheating or things like that. So again, don't jump to any conclusions. Um, but there can be, I think it's going to be a little bit of a rocky Scorpio season. Um, what's nice is that your crowning card is the Empress, which means that you just need to take every setback as an opportunity to rest and recharge yourself and figure out, you know, how you're going to proceed in a different way. But the important thing is not to put too much pressure on yourself. Um, really be gentle with yourself, really be kind with yourself right now. All right. And I don't know why someone, someone's guides or something keeps showing, like showing me seashells. So if you're a cancer and you are seeing a lot of seashells, just know that that's sort of like a message from the universe or a message from the other side that like things are okay. It's sort of like an invitation to call in your peace to make sure that you are inviting in your divine feminine. I think it's supposed to be sort of like with me, shells always make me think of Venus, which makes me think of divine feminine energy. So don't be afraid to tap in, into that. And then also I would pay attention to what's going on with the tension in your lower back and in your hips and, you know, what's going on with your muscles, checking in with your body for physical symptoms of stress throughout the day. All right, Leo. Man, we got the 10 of coins again. I am like, I am using different cards or different decks for different spreads. So when I see a repetition, a repetition of um, a certain card, it always interests me. So we do have the 10 of coins for Leos and again, this is going to be making money, harvesting money, uh, you know, manifestation this is a big manifestation card, but also permission to buy yourself a larger gift or make a big, make a big financial move. Um, but also asking for a raise if you are due one, though it might come to you naturally. I do have the five of wands and the page of swords. So I'm going to say there will be some sort of chaotic event that happens during Scorpio season, but I don't think it's going to be your chaotic event. I think that you're going to kind of be the person in who swoops in and saves the day because I do have the page of swords right next to it. Um, and then I have the ace of cups as a crowning card. So I do think that someone might be in a bind, um, and you kind of help them out of it. It might even be like a professional bind, or it could be someone's personal bind, but someone's going to have some shit go on and you're going to kind of have to help them out of it. But whoever it is that you help out, like, I do think that they will have severe gratitude for you um, and you will, like, get a sense of emotional fulfillment from it. I'm getting ringing in my ears, so I would also just watch out for, you know, if you're having some clear audience activity going on for yourself. Um, and someone's guides are saying, don't be afraid to be giving. All right. And look at, we got chatty guides today. All right, Virgo, I won't skip you this time. Sorry about last time, you guys. Virgo, Virgos feel pretty good in their energy. They feel pretty awake, pretty alive. I think everyone else still drives you crazy, but you like are just used to it by this point. Okay, seven of coins, two of swords, the magician and strength. Okay, good. So seven of coins is not great. Um, it can be, it's like, to me, with sevens are always like a little bit of an um, unclear number or a deceptive number. And when we see it with coins, it can be like, you're not sure how you're going to pay for something or you're not sure how you're going to afford something. There's a little bit of financial uncertainty. 
What's nice is with the two of swords and then the magician is that you're going to be able to sort of like talk out your situation with someone who knows like who knows a little bit more about it. And then you're going to be able to find your way moving forward. So what's important is where you have financial uncertainty, where you're unsure about something or if you if you do need to make a big purchase, but you're not really well like well read on like what it is you're investing money in like I don't know anything about cars but when I had to buy my car last year I was like to my boyfriend I was like can you just like tell me what to buy and I'll buy it and that's pretty much what happened he's like just these are the good ones which one do you like the most and kind of help me make a decision which was good because I don't I'd have been way overwhelmed if I had to pick out a car by myself so if there's like you know if it's a computer or recording equipment or whatever that looks like a house, you know, don't be afraid to get a second opinion from someone because that's going to help you figure out your way through uh, what you're feeling like you are not getting the full picture, the full picture from. With the magician here, I want you to really be talking to the universe right now. I want you to really be, you know, actively attempting to manifest, actively acting for guidance because I think that it will come through. And then the crowning card is strength, which, you know, you got this. Like the strength card is like the, you got this card. Like, especially if you feel like you're being challenged or tested right now, like, haven't you been challenged or tested way worse in the past? Like, this isn't going to be the thing that takes you down. You just have to like de-stress for a second, figure out how to move forward and then go for it. All right. Libras, my Libra babies, you only have hours left before the sun leaves your sign. Um, Libras are, I've, I've said this before, but Libra, like I've always had just like Libra best friends throughout my entire life. I've, I mean, they're not the only best friends I've had, but I've had enough to where I like notice a pattern. I love Libras. Okay. Libras, we have the moon, the four of cups, the sun, and the 10 of cups. Okay. So basically don't be a baby that your birthday is over. It'll be fine. No, I'm just kidding. That's all, <laughs> like, that's like, that's like what this snarky, sarcastic reader in me saw. So again, with the moon, this is like, you do have a certain level of intuition, but you are not seeing the full picture yet. And when I see the moon with the four of cups and the sun all lined up like this, to me, this looks like a situation where like your feelings might be hurt about something, or you may have a disappointment, but don't let your disappointment or don't let your hurt feelings drag you down completely because with the sun here, it's either you're not seeing exactly what the situation is and you're reacting to something you don't have a full understanding to and like you will have a full understanding later and then you'll like you'll get over it immediately. So like again, like if you have disappointments come up, if you have hurt feelings come up before you go down the sad hole, take it like take a beat and just logically go through whether or not you really do. It's okay to honor your emotions if you're having an emotional response to something, but don't let them like take you down basically. Cause there's a good chance that, you know, if someone fucks up, they're going to realize they fucked up and they're going to do whatever they can to make it up to you. Or there was a miscommunication and it was a genuine miscommunication, but the truth will come to the light and it'll all get sorted out. Your crowning card is the 10 of cups. So it just means that whatever disappointments, you go through during Scorpio season, they're, they're going to be totally temporary, to totally fleeting. And, you know, I, I don't even think you're going to have to wait until the end of Scorpio season, but at the very least by the end of Scorpio season, you're going to be feeling really emotionally fulfilled. The best way to get there, if you feel like you're having a hard time getting to that place is to tap into your gratitude. That's always the advice that I give people, um, when it comes to, you know, 
getting back into their gratitude or getting back into their happy places to tap in with their gratitude. And then also like be mindful of opening your heart. And if you feel like your heart is closed off, which again, will you know, it's very possible that that will happen when Venus moves into Capricorn on the fifth, put some, rub some bergamot oil on your heart chakra. Uh, bergamot oil is good for opening the heart and rosemary oil is good for soothing wounds. So those are the two oils that I'm always rubbing on my heart chakra, depending on where I'm at and what I need. All right, Scorpio, you little birthday babies. I feel, okay, so I'm I'm not just saying this because I'm a Scorpio and I think Scorpios are the best sign. I'm saying this because genuinely what I'm feeling is just like sparks of energy all over my aura as soon as I start talking about Scorpio energy and tapping into it. And that's really normal when we're looking at, you know, someone's, the sun entering someone's sign because when we're looking at the sun entering any, any sign, um, the sun represents vitality. It represents identity and ego and joy in a lot of ways and health too. It can be indicative of what's going on with your health. Um, but it's kind of just like, it's very, it's a very feel goody sort of energy. And so if you're not, you know, if your natal chart does have the sun in Scorpio or when whatever sign the sun is in, you're going to feel that on a very direct level. Um, okay. So, and the first card is the tower, um, (laughs) which is great. No, but your aura is going to be really lit right now just because of what's going on astrologically speaking, but you've got like a lot of stuff going on. So what's nice is I have the tower, the queen of swords and the six of cups. So I feel like what this looks like, because the the queen of swords is going to be super in control of like, what is being destroyed. Like the queen of swords is super in control anyway. Um, and when we're looking at the tower, like, yeah, this means destruction. But when I see the tower and the queen of swords next to each other, I feel like you're in control of what happens to the destruction. Um, the six of cups next to the queen of swords. I feel like this is again, like past trauma, past pain. Um, and I feel like to me, this is like finally being able to release stuff that you might've not even realized you were holding onto or carrying with you. And I do recommend for something like this, it's really nice to do almost like a cleansing bath. Um, Death energy is really good to work with. If you have like the Santa Muerta candles, um, which are really easy to get, you can find them sometimes at grocery stores. Really, sometimes you can. Um, And then botanicas and stuff like that, or even just online. But working with black candles, working with death, working with stage oil, working with stuff that's going to help you shed, you know, snake snake skin or snake energy is going to help you shed Um, And I would almost do meditation to just like help you release any trauma from the past that you want to let go of or even personal regrets. This is a really good time to let go of personal regrets. And if there's something that you are regretting right now, there is an opportunity to course correct. Um, I drew two crowning cards and it's just because they kind of both came out at the same time when I was just trying to pull one card out and it was the chariot and the 10 of wands. And to me, this is just sort of like a reaffirmation of you being in control of destruction right now because the 10 of wands it definitely is a very destructive energy it feels like it almost feels like being overwhelmed or it feels like you know there's a lot of weight on your shoulders um but also when I have it next to the chariot it's sort of like well you get to decide where you're cutting the fat you get to decide you know what's overwhelming you and you can sever ties with it cleanly so I feel like the Scorpios are going to have a really 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 fun time cleaning out house as we go through Scorpio season. Um, I think it's going to come really easily and really naturally. So like, don't be afraid to do those cord cutting rituals. Um, Be like, you're ready to move on with your life. You just are. And it's time to. 
Sorry, I dropped a card. I got to pick it up. Uh, but this is also where it's important to just like, as a side note, it's really important to be proactive about getting rid of the dead weight or the unhealthy people or behavioral patterns or situations in your life because otherwise the universe will assume control and shit will start to blow up in your life. And also if there is stuff blowing up in your life, you might want to pay attention to it. Um, because it could be the universe trying to let you know, like, hey, it's time for this person to go. And that'll be your sign. All right. So Sagittarius. I don't know why I felt like um felt a little bit like getting like I got the chills. So I hope none of you Sages get uh, the flu or anything like that. And I am getting a little bit of I feel a little bit of a sour energy in my solar plexus. So again, some solar plexus work, lighting, um, lighting gold candles, carrying gold pyrite. It makes sense. So if we're looking at, if we're looking at like your, like if we're looking at signs in general, if I was going to write a horoscope for Sagittarius, which I actually have done for November for Scorpio season, um, the sun is in basically what would be like Sagittarius's 12th house. If we're looking at the way that charts are pulled to write a horoscope, it's totally different. Let's just say this. If you are a Sagittarius rising or Sagittarius sun, Scorpio season might not always be the most fun for you because the sun will be in your 12th house. And what that means is that basically like you're being like, it's basically like you're being forced to do shadow work. Um, and so no one wants to be forced to do shadow work, but it can also just sort of like feel like a, like a damper, um, for fire signs. Anyway, anytime the sun is in a water sign, it can be hard for fire signs to get through. It can just feel like heavy. The energy can feel heavy. So try not to let that get the better of you. Um, and you know, if you do start to feel that go like, you know, I know that different places are starting to have more winter type weather. Not every day is super sunny, but on the days that they are sunny, even if you're feeling good and you're feeling, um, energized, I would just go out and make sure you're getting, um, some extra sun exposure that you're connecting with the feeling of sun on your skin. Obviously you don't go out there and like burn your skin off and like, don't be irresponsible without like suntan lotion if you're going to be out there for a long time, but even just like a couple minutes feeling the sun on your skin, I think can help. And like, even on your solar plexus, like trying to visualize your solar plexus, absorbing some of the energy from the sun. I think that'll help you a lot. So what's interesting is we have the Wheel of Fortune, the King of Wands, the Five of Coins, and the Page of Swords. Don't don't spend impulsively right now. Don't make big financial decisions right now. Um, because the Wheel of Fortune with the King of Wands and the Five of Coins, it's almost like the Wheel of Fortune is like, oh my God, this opportunity is here. This looks amazing. This is going to be great. I'm going to jump at it because the King of Wands can be pretty um, impulsive, can be a little like full of itself. And so this is like, and also we have all of this stuff going on with Uranus with the eclipse on the 19th. That's sort of like, hold your horses. Um, that's kind of some, like, I just want you to have be like proceed with caution throughout Scorpio season, because with the five of coins, that's a financial loss. Five of coins is a financial loss or not having the money that you need to do something. Um, what's nice is your crowning card is the page of swords. So you will be able to dig yourself out of any hole that you get on, that you get under or into during this time. But it's almost like, why even get yourself in a hole in the first place? Like, just don't be, don't be impulsive with your money. Don't make any like weird, (laughs) weird investments. 
Um, don't jump the gun on something that you're not completely ready for, especially if it does require like a financial, a financial sort of like investment on your end. So just be really careful. Don't lend anyone any money either. I would not lend anyone money right now if you're a Sagittarius, like unless you really, 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 really trust them. And even then I would be careful. Okay. Capricorns. I feel like Capricorns are just sitting back watching everyone lose their minds because they're like, because the sun isn't a water sign. Like whenever the sun isn't a water sign, I always just feel like Capricorn are like, all right, like let's watch people get overly emotional and crazy and just like kind of witness the fallout that incurs. Um, Pay attention to your feet. I don't know why I'm like, pay attention to stretching your feet, keeping your feet warm, especially in the winter months. It's really easy for like, your feet to get cold and kind of tent, like just do foot like I don't know just do foot stretches man just just it'll be fine just do foot stretches okay so it's not the most fun cards that I pulled for Capricorns I have the seven of coins which is again financial uncertainty uh the nine of swords which is anxiety so there's like oh financial uncertainty oh anxiety and some of it could be like the holidays are coming up and you've got bills or even like the supply chain, like whether or not you're going to be able to get presents on time. Cause I know people are wanting to, you know, people are wanting to shop early because of the supply chain demands. Um, you know, not knowing if we're going to have, have stuff to buy each other at Christmas time. Um, so try not to like freak out or lose your shit too much about that. Also like disorganization in your home is really going to drive you insane right now. So like I know it's hard if you have kids or you live with messy people, uh, you may, honestly, you may need to like, like you may need to implement a chore wheel because I really think that like disorganization will make you lose your mind right now. Um, okay. So we have the queen of swords, which is nice because this is where like having more organization can help you sort of bring it together, can help you, uh, put an order to your messy business. And then the crown of cards is eight of swords, which just means like you need to sort you need to assume authority over the situation. So like you might be feeling a little bit like a wreck and you may be feeling a little bit more anxious, but like you're also probably the responsible one. <laughs> and so it is going to, you know, fall on you to make sure things, uh, you know, stay, stay the course as they're supposed to. And don't put too much pressure on yourself over this. And if you need to take a break, take a break. Um, but also like, it's hard because like, this is just a heavy spread for like having to be reliant on yourself, not really being able to rely on other people. Although, you know, if, if you are in a position to where you can ask for help, then you should do it because one of the ways that Capricorns hold themselves back is by not asking for help. And that's true. Um, of Aries as well or a couple of signs that that's true of and so don't hold yourself back by not asking for help and don't feel like you have to you know pent up your emotions because uh, things are feeling you know scattered and also what I would say if you're feeling like you're having a hard time financially right now I would start doing some money magic once Venus enters your sign because anytime Venus is in your sign um, it is going to be helpful when it comes to financial matter matters and money magic uh, will go along with that so just something to keep in mind. Okay. Aquarius. Um, if you're overdue for a doctor's appointment, just like a health and wellness thing, just, just do it. I don't think anyone's necessarily sick, but someone's guys are like, Hey, like do your, do, you know, if you have to do like your dental checkup or your, um, 
yearly exam or whatever that looks like, go, just go do it because um, you don't want to fall too far behind on stuff like that. I also feel almost like maybe sinus trouble or earaches or something like that or congestion. Um, so just make sure you're like taking nice steamy baths and taking care of yourself. Okay. Damn, so many Wheel of Fortunes in this um, during this taroscope. So what's interesting is we have the Ace of Coins, the Wheel of Fortune, and the Nine of Swords. And to me, this looks like a fear of opportunity. This could, because that nine of swords is just anxiety and like, oh my God, feeling overwhelmed. And so there could very well be a lot of Aquarius who have opportunities come up for them right now that they are afraid of, or they're afraid of the changes. So like, don't let the fear of change stop you or hold you back. Your crowning card I actually picked too is justice and the high priestess. And whenever I see justice, it's sort of like wherever there's an imbalance right now and they're totally, you know, with the wheel of fortune, they're for better or worse, an imbalance is ensued because the wheel of fortune shakes things up and it changes things. Um, so just trust that things will feel more balanced out, you know, before the end of Scorpio season. And also with the high priestess, trust your intuition. And if you are feeling sketched out about something, just ask your guides for, you know, ask your guides for guidance, ask for a sign, um, ask them to be with you if you're feeling like extra pressured. Um, and also like try not to crack under pressure, especially if you do have a new opportunity, um, come up for you. When we see the ace of coins, I always feel like there could be a new job or a new house or even going um, back to school or a new contract or a new client or something like that. And it just like, um, don't put too much on your plate, but also like, you know, make sure you, you, you can do it. Like you got this. So you'll, you'll be fine. Okay. Pisces. Scorpio season is a really nice season for Pisces because they just feel way more connected to the universe and they feel really connected to their ancestors. So enjoy that Pisces. Make sure you've got your ancestral altars up and you're doing all your, you know, all the fun stuff that you like to do during this time of year. I do, um, I am getting a lot of activity just when it comes to like how my skin picks up um, energy and sensations. So I'm going to say there's going to be a boost in clairsentience, which makes it a good time to practice psychometry, which is the ability to pick up energy from objects. So if you're interested in developing your psychic abilities, it's a good time for Pisces to um, practice psychometry and you can look up how to do that. Or if you want to book a little, um, session with me, we can talk about how to develop, how to develop your psychic abilities, which is one of my specialties. When people want to know about their own intuitive skill sets, one of my specialties is to channel someone, figure out where they do have, um, psychic ability, whether, whether it be clairaudience or clairvoyant and all that stuff. And then I kind of will coach you on how to grow uh, your abilities. And a lot of the times when I do these readings, people's guides will come through and give like very specific practices or exercises to do to develop. So it's a lot of fun. All right, Pisces, sorry for like interrupting the Pisces horoscope for a commercial for myself. All right, so the King of Wands, Death, Two of Coins, and Justice. So I do really think that Pisces are going to be embracing Scorpio season, embracing the shedding of old skin. So there's going to be a lot of like rebirth when it comes to Pisces and letting go of stuff you don't need. And then also feeling like you are motivated enough to fill the shoes that like you've always wanted to fill. So this is a really good time for Pisces. Um, I do have the two of coins. So there could be some sort of like negotiation that comes through. I pulled a clarifier card just to get more detail. And it was the four of coins. And the thing that I'm going to say when I see that is that if you are a Pisces, it may just be time to like look at your daily statements online, you know, check in to see if there are any subscription services that like you pay for that you haven't been using and it's time to cancel that. So like 
clean up your finances a little bit. I don't see anything major, but just like pay attention to where your money is going. And like, you know, especially if there are like apps that you signed up for and like you agreed to a two week trial and then you forgot to cancel it. Now you're spending like $3.99 a month on some app that you never use and you just forgot that you're being charged for it. Like take care of all that shit. Crowning card is justice. I feel like the cards that have been popping up the most are justice and um, the Wheel of Fortune and Pisces got, Pisces has justice. And so the thing is like, make sure you're on your best behavior because whenever I see justice, I think of karma. Um, but also like if you've been waiting for, if you've been waiting for some sort of justice or some sort of answer or some sort of fairness to come through, it will come through during Scorpio season. Um, and I feel like you're going to get some news that makes your stomach drop, but it's going to lift your spirits. So when you, if you do ever like feel your stomach drop throughout Scorpio season, it's because like you're releasing something and your spirits are about to be lifted. Um, I'm also going to just say that like, make sure you're staying grounded. I'm, I'm feeling a lot of energy at the bottom of my feet, which is how we ground. Um, and also like, you know, if you have any sort of like emotional baggage or energetic baggage that you want to let go of, you can visualize golden roots coming out through the bottom of your feet and a white light coming in through the top of your head. And it's almost like that white light pushes down any energy that you want to get rid of. And it goes through your body to the bottom of your feet through those golden roots and is recycled back into the earth's energy. All right. So those are the astrology and tarot scopes. I am going to be doing a really fun giveaway on Instagram in the next couple of days. So make sure you look out for that. It's going to be fucking rad. Um, I'm really excited for it. And then again, go ahead. And if you have not already, please rate and review on Apple podcasts and feel free to reach out, say hi, please let me know how you liked the episode. I love it when you guys reach out to tell me what you think of, a, of an episode. Um, so don't be shy. Please say hi. That's like me rhyming. <laughs> That's exactly what that was. Anyway, I hope you guys have an amazing, wonderful Scorpio season. I love you. Mm-hmm.